Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. Today, we're gonna talk about Google updates, a little bit of the history, and we're also gonna talk specifically about the helpful content update and some of the product review updates as well. We'll get into details like how long it takes to recover a site, the steps to recover a site, and some other things like what to exactly do after an update and what not to do after an update. Plus, we'll hear a little bit from Olga. So Olga is our uh, expert for today. And she has been impacted by some updates in the past. So I'm excited to hear some of those stories. Olga and I have been uh, working together on a coaching case study and I've uh, interviewed her in the past. So the coaching case study, there's a couple episodes. She's working on her site, seosly.com and trying to get more traffic. So we're not going to talk about that too much today. You could tune into, I believe, episode 389 which was the last update, but you could check out and hear the progress so far. So Olga, how's it going today? Hi, Doug. It's going great. I'm very happy to be here again, and I can't wait to talk all about Google updates. Awesome. <laughs> That's so, a hot topic. Yeah. And it seems like every, I don't know, three to six weeks, um, there's a new update coming out this year. Yeah. And it's uh, just kind of a, an active news cycle. But before we get into all that, Olga, um, I want you to say your last name, but I also want you to give an, uh, an intro on who you are and what you do and why you're qualified to talk about Google updates. Um, your name is hard for me to pronounce, so um, I'll rely on you to help me out. Okay, so my name is Olga Zarzeczna from SEO Slice. So I am a technical SEO specialist consultant. Uh, I've been in this industry for more than 10, year, 10 years. Recently, I became like a solo SEO consultant, uh, running a small SEO consultancy with two people only for now. So I am very happy to be going on my own. I have experience uh, with working with small, huge enterprise sites, and I've seen a lot of uh, sites uh, being impacted by different uh, uh, Google algorithm algorithm changes updates. So this is what I've been doing for for the last seven eight years, like auditing sites, writing recommendations, working on sites uh, to help them recover or get new traffic. And you kind of specialize in audits, correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. And, and different types of analyses, including traffic loss analyses as well. Okay, perfect. So if people want to reach out, they can go to your, <clears throat> excuse me, they can go to your website and, you know, get in touch with you, number one. Sure. But you, you also have a an audit checklist that's like freely available and people can go through it themselves. It's, it's a pretty significant checklist, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. So we'll link up to that. And if people want to reach out, they can get to you that way. All right, let's 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 dig in. So number one, you said that you personally have been impacted by some of the algorithm updates. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit about the site or sites and what happened. So I, I don't even know the story. So, so I'm excited. That's yeah. a, that is a very, very long, a very old and long story. I started, I, I, le I learned about SEO in around uh, tw uh, 2010, around 2011. And this is where I started building sites. Um, I was simply building the sites, those sites to to put uh, AdSense on them and Amazon Amazon affiliate links. 
and uh, I was following some courses. I think I already mentioned one of those courses was Site Build It. It was like kind of a crash course on keyword research, everything. They were, they were basi basically teaching you how to create a, a site that will earn you money. And back then, the methods were, I would say, more uh, were simpler, more black hatish kind of. And those sites, I had like one site about, I think, Android apps, Android stuff, Android tips, tips and tricks. Another one I had about some, I think, dieting and uh, something else. I don't remember even because those sites don't exist any, any anymore. But back then, uh, very quickly, af after a few months, they were getting a lot of traffic and some, I, ha I had like some money from them, from Amazon, from, from AdSense. But all of them, I think, were impacted by by the by Panda, by Penguin, and and kind of at some point they lost most of the traffic, and then I kind of lost interest in trying to uh, to work on them because these were my first sites, and if I think about them right now, I, I would never create something like that. <laughs> so those yeah. weren't like helpful sites; they weren't like high quality sites. I was simply like writing um, as many as many pages as I could and simply like stuffing keywords as much right. as I could so that it sounded okay but yeah of course yeah it was like the purpose was simple to make money back then got it and that was before if I did the math right that was before you started working in the SEO industry yeah right? yeah okay so I had like no no experience this was this was like me learning SEO basically Okay. And what were you doing at the time? Were you uh, like doing marketing stuff? I, I can't remember your I was like, uh, I was, I, 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 I graduated from university and I started to work as a translator and it kind of, I didn't really like that job. And I was thinking about doing something with computers because I always loved computers, doing stuff with computers. So when I learned about SEO, I knew that yeah, this is probably something I want to I want to be doing. But I thought that oh, I will do it in a year. I will earn a ton of money. So like one year, two years, I will never have to get a job. But like the the reality was a bit different. I needed to learn the uh, kind of uh, go through those different uh, problems, and I needed to get a job at the, at the agency where I basically learned how you do SEO proper way right and like i had to spend seven eight years like working for someone with with someone before i can say that i am really qualified qualified to talk about this and to give advice right okay cool and then how many languages do you speak uh, i speak polish this is my native language english and a bit of spanish but i haven't used spanish for a long for a long time so i don't think okay. i would be able to talk much gotcha <laughs> right so now, you're but... doing polish english translation yes okay. yes yes Got that's it. correct cool well we have to get on topic otherwise i'll just start yeah. randomly asking you questions that don't relate to google at all or seo so let's get into it so this year 2022 it feels like 
we're seeing more algorithm updates, whether it's a, a pure core update or specific updates around products or helpful content, which we'll talk about in a second. But from your observation, are there more frequent algorithm updates these days, say the last one to two years versus before that? Yes, I would say definitely. I think 2021 was also like the year where, where there were a lot of updates. So there was this break, if I remember correctly, that when there was no uh, core update for nine months, I think it was in 2021. But generally, the last two years, I think Google has been working very hard on improving uh, its algorithms, its systems, and to, to fight spam, to find to find uh, to fight uh, very creative SEOs right. who find different ways of creating content. Now we have AI content, so creation. So I think Google has a lot of work to do. We have we have a, we have those affiliate sites, like millions of affiliate sites. Some of them, of course, are not like high quality. So, yeah, a lot is going on on Google sites. How do you think they're doing with the updates? Do you think the the results are getting better? Are mm. the updates sometimes um, maybe lower quality? Or what's your feeling on that? I would say that generally they are definitely getting better in most cases. Like from my own experience, I can find the answer I'm looking for using Google and this is like basically the, the purpose. A few years ago, it was not uncommon to see, or 10 years ago, when you were trying to find your answer and like the, the sites that were appearing were not like probably the, the best sites to, to answer your question. But overall, I, I heard about a lot of people who, who were complaining that after this update, like worse, worse sites or spammy sites were like were elevated instead of those, those high quality sites. But this is like I think the the reality of of those updates. Sometimes Google may get it wrong, but they keep updating, keep updating, keep changing, keep, keep improving. So sometimes the results may be worse. Like like we had this uh, situation with when uh, last year where when Google. Uh, updated how they generate title, title links, they call it. So at first it was a mess, but they finally fixed that. And I don't think it is a mess anymore. So I think this is the same with, with those updates. Sometimes they may, may not work the way they were supposed to work at first, but finally they, the, it is, it is better than it was, but okay. it's never perfect. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, Google does treat the updates as an iterative approach. So like they'll roll it out, they'll tweak some things and they'll, it, you know, it makes you wonder because I, I assume they have the source uh, data in the database where they could like test to see what's going to happen. But it seems like maybe they don't test as thoroughly or maybe it's such a small subset of the data that it, they really have to roll it out and see what happens. And there's not a huge consequence because like you're saying, most of the time, most of the results are pretty good and if you you know you don't find what you're looking for you could just keep going through the serps and kind of kind of find what you're looking yeah. for but i have heard and i can't remember what circle of people but i have heard some folks talk about how they don't rely on google searches as much anymore because they see you know bad websites low quality maybe it's ai content or something like that so they're literally looking for user-generated content like Reddit 
or Quora and they're looking mm-hmm. for like actual people that are into it. And especially, you know, I, I'm not a, a Reddit um, consumer really, but I do know because, you know, they, they're mean over there occasionally and they really have like a, um, they'll call you out, you know, if there's incorrect information yeah. and it seems to be fairly accurate most of the time because there's, there's people um, waiting for you to make a mistake and then tell you and everyone else about it. So, okay. Very good. Um, let's talk about core updates versus maybe a specific update, like a product review update or the helpful content update, which was rolled out in the tail end of the summer of 2022. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between a core update and other updates? So core updates, like by definition, is uh, the update to how Google assesses, evaluates sites. It is not like a, a penalty that's given to your, your site. If your site somehow loses traffic or gains traffic, it's not a reward. Google is simply adjusting its systems to surface the best content possible. Sometimes it involves, for example, the change in what's what's displayed in SERPs. For example, before the update, there were like, I don't know, more images, more maps, more whatever. After there are none or a few or something else or video is appearing. And this may be simply, this is simply like the change in, in how the results look. And this is not like you were hit by it, but simply that the results changed. It may also be the change uh, of the intent. So before the update, Google like thought that the intent of those queries uh, is to find this type of sites. After the the, the update, uh, for example, more 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 sites with information are surfaced, or more sites like sh- shopping results, depending on the query. So those are those changes. When it comes to uh, product reviews update, I think this is quite. Uh, similar to core up, Google Core Update, I saw examples of sites which, for example, lost traffic after the after their Google product reviews update and then regained traffic after Core Update or or vice versa. Vice versa. Helpful content update is like the newest uh, update, which there was just only one iteration of that. It is simply uh, its main purpose is to fight spam. Uh, mostly AI generated spam. So most sites did not see like decent sites any any effect of that. I I think only very heavily spammy sites that were talking about everything in an AI generated fashion. I think these are the sites that were hit the most. Of course, there will be exceptions as always, but I would say helpful content update is is a new update. We had already five, I think, a Google product reviews update. And I forgot to mention that this update is specifically like for sites that review products. We, we call them affiliate sites. So it, it's small, it mostly affects those types of sites, but also I heard some shopping sites as well, but generally those types of site, sites. And, and I think Google product reviews update is only for English results, if I remember correctly. And core updates, Google brought core updates are for all languages and for all sites globally. So I think that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. I forgot some, to add something, but more okay. or less that's it. We will link up to some of the uh, data or information from Google 
that they put out. So there, you, you can see all the updates for the last like two plus years or so, plus some of the specifics. So if we miss any facts here, you can go and double check and then leave in the comments or something that we made a mistake. So what, one thing I was going to say, I thought typically Google did roll out the updates to other languages as well. They started in the English um, mm -hmm. Google and then moved it out. I could be wrong. I thought they did that for all updates. Do you, you know, you mentioned they only use did the product update I think for English. For product reviews, okay. it's only for English, but okay. Because yeah, I, I even have like uh, I even have have the timeline, and it says that uh, yeah, it oh, says okay. that this update is applies only to English language product reviews. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. The product reviews, yeah, just just this one. And and typically, it takes about I don't know. They they tell us how long, but maybe like two weeks to roll out an update. Usually, so. yeah. And nowadays, you know, there could have been more updates in the past. They just didn't tell us about it. And now there's, yeah. you know, a timeline. And I mean, I think in a minor way, they say that the algorithm is tweaked nearly every day, like multiple times a day in a minor way. Yes. But these larger core updates or, you know, ge general updates in a specific area, helpful content, products, whatever, they are telling us about it. And they'll say, hey, it's coming in, you know, whatever, a week. It's coming tomorrow. Sometimes they don't give you much time, but there's really not much you can do ahead has of come. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there was an update a couple of days ago. You may have noticed. Yeah. So, okay. So with, with these updates, it sounds like it's generally around content recently. There were other updates related more to like external links. And I want to call something out specifically and then get your thoughts on it. So there's a lot of people that don't want to build any links to their website because they believe that it keeps them safe from Google updates or Google um, just penalizing their site or something negative happening. And with these recent updates, it's clear, like even if someone never built any links at all, they can be impacted directly. I mean, especially like a product review update. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? People that feel safe because they're not building links or is that something that people used to say and then we're not hearing about it so much anymore? So, so what are your thoughts on that? Just, you know, you're, you're out there, you're consulting with people, you hear folks yeah. on Twitter or whatever. So what are your thoughts? So uh, I would say regarding core updates, product reviews, updates, I don't think they target sites, uh, like they penalize sites for anything. So if you are building li links like crazy, I don't think uh, it kind of matters for the, these type of updates because these types of updates are about quality, relevance and stuff like that. When it comes to building links, uh, you can get a manual penalty for link manipulation, link schemes. There are different types of ma manual uh, penalties for links. You, you, for example, all the links from your site may be kind of... Uh, kind of disavowed by Google that you won't be transferring any juice out or the other way around. So there are different types of, or you can be simply like removed from search if you like overdo it like crazy. But I would say uh, it changed a lot. It has changed a lot. Google is now ignoring a lot of the spammy links, most of the spammy links. In most cases, you don't even need to like disavow backlinks if you have a lot of spammy links or if you have been building a lot of spammy links. I am not like a link builder and I am more on, on that side that I think you can create 
you can have great results without building links, at least for the in the first like two, three years. And I would only think about building links only when you, for example, got stuck on the second page for some very, very high competition keyword. Maybe then think about something more like PR campaign. I'm not like into guest posting, stuff like that. Not, not necessarily. Maybe, I, maybe I'm making a mistake and leaving a lot of money on the table, but I am very cautious with that. So I would say think content. Think quality, all those things, all those uh, pieces of advice Google is giving you through those uh, blog posts about those different types of uh, types of uh, updates. And then after you are sure that you cannot do anything more with just content, you may think about link building, but do don't do it using PBNs. But what are your thoughts and your experiences with that? Yeah, so yeah, I, I would recommend don't use PBNs or private blog networks either. And generally, I, I have been a link builder in the past. That is just the way like I came up and learned. So I see like the, the big value and it has shifted. I mean, everything that I was doing to build links in 2013 to 2016 have shifted. Guest posting can be great, but I think the way that um, it's done in a lot of ways where you send out, you know, a massive number of emails and you are maybe getting links on an okay website, but maybe it's not in the right topic area. Maybe it's a site that just has a bunch of guest posts on it. There are a lot of services that offer like guest posting links or uh, niche edits or, you know, some other mechanism that are generally transactional. And typically that means anyone can go and get those links. And that yeah. means there's probably a lot of bad links on that website, a lot of outbound links to bad sites. So that kind of devalues the the link from that site. So I think if you do it in the right way through networking and stuff like you know, I'm not sure if we have a link back and forth from our sites or whatever, but like if we did that from like niche site project to SEO, SEO then that makes sense. Like it's the right topic yeah. area and there's not a ton of like weird links going to weird sites or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that said, I mean, you can do a lot without link building, but then when I have seen um, one of my friends and actually I interviewed uh, Ron Stefanski, Stefanski, about he's a one hour professor and he did you know a huge massive link building campaign for like 18 months and it was a, a series of like you know leveling up so he started with like guest posts on smaller sites and just like kept going up and up and i think he took his um his domain rating from hrefs from maybe like 48 to like low 70s like very mm -hmm. high and his traffic, I mean, it took like a year plus, but his traffic, it was like 10x or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was a tremendous okay. amount of work, huge amount of capital. He, um, you know, worked with a team and did a lot of work. And I mean, it paid off at the end, but it's it's almost unsustainable. Like I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, at first I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm, I may check this out. And then I saw how much work he was doing and I thought, oh, well, I don't want to do that. So I, I know it can pay off if you get high quality links and he was, you know, going to very good sites, um, you know, software companies, sites mm -hmm. that had awesome blogs that they wouldn't take just a, a random person. He had to come in with a good pitch, really high quality content, and he would have, you know, references of other places that he guest posted. So they saw the quality of what he was doing. 
So it can work, ton of work though. Um, it could be effective, but it's just a lot of time and resources. So, and, and regarding backlinks, once you get to that first page of Google or first position on or top three, usually you will be getting backlinks naturally. So this is like there is this this phase when you don't have traffic, don't have links, but when, once you somehow get to the first page, you are you start getting links and kind of the snowball effect sometimes can can just happen on its own. For my own website, SEO Sly, I haven't built any links. Maybe that's a mistake, but I kind of didn't have time, didn't have the motivation to do that. I, I just simply focused on creating content. So far, it's been working out. We'll see. If I get stuck in a year or two, maybe I will change my <laughs> mind. But yeah, <laughs> well, in, in one thing, we'll and then we'll move from the link building and start talking about the the steps to to take after an algorithm update if you're impacted. But you know, you know, you're doing podcast interviews. You're potentially speaking at places like you can strategically mention things so that you you get links from podcast sites and other places where it's like perfectly relevant and kind of go at it sideways and at the at the point where like you said where you're where you are ranking for stuff people will link to you because they're looking for a reference and all that so okay let's say you hear of, of an algorithm update coming around or maybe the the ones that just happened and you're you're wondering you know number one how long does it take to recover so we'll hit these kind of you know step by step how long does it take to recover from say a core algorithm update so usually i think this is even the the advice google is giving usually you won't see like huge improvement until another core update happens sometimes it takes two or three google core updates before you see improvements assuming that you like invest time in improving improving your quality uh, improving your content and so on but of course there are cases when sometimes the site loses traffic, does nothing, and then regains traffic after another core update. But usually, it another core update has to happen. Okay. So people can refer to the timeline and see how often the core updates come, which is kind of in a regular schedule, but it used to be maybe like once a year, but now it seems like maybe two to four per year, something like that? Yeah. Okay. I think we had two this year may yes may september and the and the previous one was in december 2021 so yeah two so far maybe there will be another one in december okay so a few months to maybe you know a year plus or never right so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you don't know you, you won't know until you give it a shot okay and then what what are some things that people can do to figure out if their traffic or ranking issue is related to a core update or something separate? So first of all, uh, I would, uh, the first thing I usually do is check, uh, check uh, Google search console, what's happening there. Uh, Google search console usually shows you like the, the organic traffic and there won't be like a problem with, uh, for example, the way it, it measures, but Google search console. Another thing, go to, go to Google Analytics and see the traffic trajectory for Google and for Bing. If there is a drop in both, usually it means uh, the 
like there is a different reason because there is there is a li little chance that you lost both in Bing and Google. So I think that's an easy 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 way to figure out if it's Google if it's not Google. Cool. All right, that's a good one. I've never heard that one about um, Bing versus Google. So yeah, you can like. 99% you you it will give you the correct answer. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and what um, percentage of traffic insights that you have analyzed, like sort of what range of uh, traffic that originated from Google versus Bing? So I would say a few percent, seven, 10% in the case I think of my site. Okay. is coming from Bing, so it's not a lot. But if your site has a lot of traffic, it will be some traffic, so it will be meaningful for you to at least judge the okay. impact of the, of the drop, the reason of the, for, for the drop. When you look at the Search Console, what are you looking for there? There's a lot of different sections. So where, where do people go in the Search Console to see um, if they're impacted? So usually, like you just need to log in to Google Search Console, and the like the de default view shows you like your performance over the last, I think, month or three months. I think three I months, think yeah. three months. So, yeah, it is usually you just don't need to do anything. Just see that, look at the trends. Of course, if you want to see more detail, you go to the performance report, and then you you can like see the queries, the average position, what pages got traffic like more traffic less traffic you, you can compare the, the traffic like from the last month to to this month week whatever mm -hmm. you can compare the mobile desktop traffic you can really dig uh, dig 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 deep into a lot of interesting interesting data one thing to keep in mind if you have traffic from google discover you will also see the discover report in gsc and it's important to note that Google core updates can also impact Google, Google Discover traffic. So, okay, you cool. may, yeah. And uh, what one note, especially if someone maybe like just purchased a site or just acquired it in some some way, and they, they're not sure about the seasonality. One good thing to do instead of comparing like this three months to the last three months yeah, is like sure. this three months to yeah, the previous year. Yeah. yeah, and then sure. you remove the seasonality potential. You would know if, if you've had the site. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's how you could check. Um, Bing versus Google and Google Analytics sounds like the the really um, sort of ninja way to figure it out. Okay. So before we talk about the steps to recover, what things do people do that they shouldn't do? So what should you avoid after an algorithm update and you've maybe you confirmed or didn't confirm that you were impacted, but yeah, what do things or what are things that people do that they should calm down and not do? Yeah, they are usually too reactive. Uh, so for example, the update starts, starts rolling out. They see like the, the first day and they see like some traffic dropped. So they instantly start to shift things, change things, remove content, redirect content change text, change headings, whatever they try to like save the situation. And usually there are, uh, it is quite often it happens that you start losing and then for example, you lose, lose. And on the like fourth, fifth day, you may regain all the traffic or by the, by the end of the update, you may regain the traffic or it's, it's, you, you need to wait until the update is fully rolled out. 
And then I think some time has to pass and then you can kind of try uh, to think about ways to remedy that situation. But if you like act instantly, you won't be able then after a week or two or three to really say what caused those uh, further drops or because you may be like simply you may worse the situation by changing so many var 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 variables by at that like acting that that quickly. So with a helpful content update, some people I heard even were thinking about removing content, which they thought was not helpful even before the update rolled out. So I don't think it's, it's a good idea to like act so quickly, just okay. regroup, stop, rethink, analyze, wait. <laughs> okay. And I'll, um, I'll pick on one of my friends, Alex Cooper at WP Eagle. So one of his sites was impacted by one of the updates and you know traffic dropped by i'm going to make a percentage it dropped by like 80 percent or so and he was thinking all right i'm just going to work on a different side i'll i'll see what happens and then we got the announcement for the i think the helpful content update traffic went back up on his site and he did a short video did you see the video ogle no, I didn't. Okay. This one, no. Yeah. So he he did a short video and he was like, you know, it's like great news. The site recovered. The latest update helped my site. Um, traffic's up by, you know, whatever, 90%. Like it's it's back where it was, maybe even higher. And he was like, this is fantastic. And he showed the graph. And then the next day he had to retract the video. I think it's still out there, but he, he said, ah, I made a mistake. I didn't dig into the data. I didn't look at analytics to see like where the traffic was coming from. So I think it was just spam traffic or, or bot Google traffic. Discover. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. Oh. It was just, um, it was yeah, just all homepage traffic. There was a lot of spam. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and, and he, he reacted the other way. He was like, ah, oh, everything's great. But you know, after a day, he was like, ah, no, nothing happened. Oh. So, so yeah. I, and I think, you know, the other parts that we haven't mentioned too much is like, while Google gives us a lot of information about the updates, it's largely like useless. It's like write helpful content, um, you know, write for humans, not the SEO algorithm or anything like that. So it's, it's very vague. It's very vague. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a checklist. And it's not helpful in a in any effective way where you could take the information and then create an action plan around it. So, so yeah, it, people hear there's an update coming. They may, maybe listen to people that you know don't know what they're talking about because I, I think most SEOs at this point they're like we have to wait and see. Like it'll be months before we can give you any sort of like analysis on what happened. Yeah. Um, and there's not that many people that have enough data to actually like draw a conclusion or provide any like insight. So any thoughts on that? Do you, are there a lot of, a lot of people that are just like, you know, do these things, I'm an expert. And then they have no more data than what we have. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of, a lot of such people. I would definitely wait not do anything like right right after so uh, there's there's like no point in drawing conclusions so so and, and and there is another even another side to that uh 
there are like 600, uh, at least 600 ranking factors. So it may be like, it may not be necessarily this, it may be another thing. There, there are so many, so many variables at stake. So if you, if you try to, if you try to like do those optimizations too, too fast or act like on the basis of, of some uh, video, like someone said, this works, it may work for him. Because for him, the weight of that ranking factor may be different. For you, it may be like none to zero. Like we had like this speed, for example, Core Web Vital speed update, those more technical updates you mentioned at the start, HTTPS updates, they were very vocal. Google was talking about them a ton, giving a lot of advice. But again, the results uh, of them, the effect wasn't like that, that huge at least in my experience, and I think in the experience of many SEOs as well, especially this core up, uh, core web vitals update. Right. Okay. So people should wait for a little while, uh, definitely wait until the, the update is complete. So you can actually see. So let's yeah. say Google tells us it, it'll take two weeks to roll out. We hit the two week period. How long should a person wait before making any decisions? I would say wait at least another two or three weeks. And then because you, you need to have like some meaningful data, at least I would even wait a month um, unless you're, I don't know, losing a ton of money. In many cases you are, but I would like to say at least like a week, two weeks, uh, four weeks data after the update versus before to have to, to be able to do some comparison to really see what pages um, lost traffic because Sometimes you lose a lot of traffic, but for example, your conversions do not really change because you lost the traffic that wasn't converting, that wasn't giving you any value. And I had a similar situation at the agency where, where, where I worked. So it was like a huge international brand. They lost, I don't know, 30, 40% of traffic after one of those updates, but they, their sales, I think even went up. So they basically lost like traffic that was worth nothing to them. So in some cases it's even okay to lose okay. traffic because yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so two weeks to a month or so just to see how things settle out. Now, one thing I want to challenge, and I think you'll probably agree. Um, so you're saying don't take any drastic actions. I think people may take that and they don't change a fucking thing on their, they, they don't do anything. They stop, they stop doing anything. I think if you had an ongoing activity where you were improving content anyway, let's say you have a VA who's going through and they're like constantly checking um, to see if there's, you know, better information, there's more uh, you know, products they can add and they're improving content. So I think that is okay to continue doing through an update, after an update. Like if you're doing something positive to make it better, yeah. I think that's all right. So what do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All those things you are doing, you should be, you should be doing. Uh, you shouldn't be like trying to quickly remedy the, situ the situation. But right. those things, keep doing them and wait until another update happens. Okay. And, and if you decide to do something drastic, really uh, make an informed decision, really analyze the data, 
the pages that lost. You can, for example, check uh, what what pages are now ranking on above you, and you can compare their content, how they are better, how they are different. Maybe the intent shifted, and maybe you just need to rewrite your article so that it now better serves this intent. Maybe you should extend this article. So just keep an eye on what's what's changed and what's already ranking. This is, I think, a very important important thing to do in those post uh, core update analysis. Okay. Analysis. Perfect. So now we're getting into the steps. So number one, uh, core update rolls out. Uh, don't do anything crazy and try to observe. Wait to the wait until the update is finished. Continue to observe. If you're improving content or doing something positive on an ongoing basis, do that. And then you you mentioned you can do some analysis on the SERPs to see you know who moved ahead of you. So yeah, what what happens next? So you do that analysis. Is there a specific way to approach it? How do you know which uh, keywords to look at and that sort of thing? Because you know conceivably someone is ranking for you know hundreds or tens of thousands of keywords. So how do they even figure out like how to prioritize where to look? So usually the way I do it, I check what pages lost um, the most traffic. Usually it is like a few pages that were, because it is like usually th this rule that a few pages of your, of your blog, of your site bring you most traffic. And if some of them loses, then then you lose like 50% of traffic. Of course, it's not always, but it's often the case. So check what's actually lost traffic. Then you can use GSC. Uh, you can, in GSC, you simply uh, check what uh, keywords that, uh, what keywords you were ranking for, what keywords were, were bringing you the most clicks, the most impressions. You can check what changed. Then you can, for example, use uh, Ahrefs or you can simply just type those queries into Google and see what's ranking. Or you can use Ahrefs or SEMrush, which will show you like the historic data, the movements for a given, for a given query. You can use their data as well to see like the traffic potential of those keywords, but you will probably be able to kind of uh, estimate that based on the traffic you, you had from that keyword. But of course, data in GSC is not complete. That's also something to, to note. Uh, it's not showing you like all the data, all the clicks. Sometimes you see that you have a lot of clicks, but you don't have those clicks attached to, to a query, to a specific query. Sometimes like those things happen in, in GSC, it's normal. So analyze what's ranking, use Ahrefs, SEMrush, and see how those sites uh, are better, how they are different. Maybe before the core update, different set of websites was ranking, which were serving like different purpose. This is, this is an important thing to note, whether the intent, like the SERP itself changed. And if it changed, you need to adapt if you want to get back there. Got it. And are there certain, so, that is search intent, right? So if you, if you look and then you see that like the search intent has shifted, are there, hopefully you can see it maybe from the title, but if you have to dive into a specific um, or into many specific posts to see what's going on, are there certain components that you should look at like H2 tags or like images or the specific copy or something like that? Like what, what do you even look at on those pages? So 
I generally, I read through top three articles. I check uh, what using the, for example, detailed SEO or Chrome web developer plugins. I check their structure of headings. I check how many images they have, whether these are like original images, stock images, how in-depth they go, what are their, like, uh, whether they link to some resources, what what's in their title, all those on-page elements. Uh, I also take, take a look at them and analyze them. But in most cases, since core updates are about quality, relevance, like depth, not always, but usually, then I usually, it is simply about analyzing the content and how it better answers the, the, the question that, that satisfies the needs. And we are now going into the territory of Google quality raters guidelines. You need to like become this rater in that, in that situation and try to like evaluate how they are better, what they're doing better. It's, it's a good idea to go through Google quality raters uh, guidelines. It is a long read, I think more than 180. Uh, nine pages or even more, but there are a lot of like those EAT expertise, authority and trust types of mm, tips and recommendations. And usually you need to go, uh, you need to analyze those sites that are ranking above you through those lenses. Okay. So it's not a, it's not a very fast process. You're probably not going to be able oh. to go and have a look and you're like, oh, I need to change H3 tags to H2. <laughs> mm, in most cases, no, okay. but sometimes it isn't just enough to change one thing and you go up to position one. It, it happens, but in most cases, if it is a, a change after a core update, I think more thorough analysis is, is required. Is there, um, is there a strategy to sort of test like which thing was causing the issue? So maybe you do some analysis, you spend, you know, several hours, your whole weekend reading the, the, um, the, uh, Raider guidelines, and then you're analyzing your competition and maybe you've narrowed it down to like three things that could be it, but you're not really sure. And you have a lot of content on your site. So you're thinking, ah, I'm not really sure if I want to do all three of these things on all the content, how can someone test it and kind of understand knowing that our mm -hmm. feedback loop is core update to core update. So it could be, you know, months before that component is changed again. So how mm -hmm. can we even test this? Are we just blindly changing things that we think maybe would help? I'm not sure if we can like, because, because testing in that case is difficult because there are other things happening, other factors, and you may never say like 100% that this was what caused this. This is like just an estimation. But I think the mm, the safest, but the manual way to do it is to simply go through, because Google is, is giving us maybe vague, but some information in those uh, blog posts about core updates, uh, about product reviews, updates, helpful content update. But especially in this, uh, in this post about, about core updates, they are giving like a list of questions you should ask yourself when evaluating content. Sometimes it is a good idea to go through those questions. And sometimes you can easily find that, okay, this site, uh, they are, for example, they have more, uh, they have authors that have more authority 
that have some real credentials. This is like becoming especially important in those YMYL, ty YL types of sites, topics. Like we had the, this medic update. So this is when this uh, kind of uh, the shift was the sites that were claiming to know uh, something about uh, health uh, matters that were giving advice on health issues, but were not real authorities, were not doctors, like lost lost a ton of traffic then because this was like this was this type of one one of those factors that 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 uh, were taken into account in the, in that type of update this update this this was a core update yeah it was it was it was a core update so uh, maybe this list may seem vague but i would still recommend going through those questions i can i'm not sure if you you probably know those questions uh like for example, one of those questions is, does the content provide original information, research or analysis? So are you simply like uh, 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 writing what everyone has written about in a different way? Or are you like adding your research, your commentary, your insights into that? Sometimes you can really uh, find a lot of recommendations just by answering those questions. So. Okay. But it's a long process. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and to sum summarize that, there's no good way to test it. You do have to, you know, put in the work and like hope for the best. And I mean, when it comes down to it, it Google doesn't want to provide bad results. So, if you're, if you are thinking about the visitor and what problem they have, then you, you should be moving in the right direction, regardless of the update, uh, updates mm -hmm. that'll come out in the future. So, yeah. All right. So one of the common questions that, that we both hear is my, my site was impacted by one of the updates. Should I spend the time to recover the site? And I mean, they could take the steps that you talked about, but you know, it sounds like a lot of work. So if someone asks you that, how do you, how do you guide them to action or inaction or, you know, what they're going to do next? So first, uh, I like to take a look at their site if I can to kind of, because sometimes some, some people that come to me with that, with this type of questions, they have like super spammy sites that are worth like nothing. And I wouldn't spend time saving that super, super spammy site with, with, with content like uh, automatically generated by AI. I would like better spend time on creating the site that can survive those updates that provides real value, has helpful content. So I would say if the site has has had a lot of traffic, was like your main business, you re were really investing a lot of time into that and the site was actually like providing value, was having like customers, real customers, real users, audience, and you somehow got hit, then I think it's worth trying to find out where you can improve and work on that. But if it was like simply the site did just to earn quick money, like we have those sites now, which for example, th there's a site, uh, I think answer to everything that which has millions of pages uh, created by AI that answers every possible question you can, you can ask. And if you have such a project and you get hit, I don't think it's worth like spending time trying to 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 fix that. So, okay. yeah, that's my take on it. And I think 
yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard question to answer. I think if if someone is making like no money or like you're saying that, you know, they were trying to do this quickly and they weren't really putting much effort into it. Probably a pretty easy answer to just say, ah, you know what? Try again, like start over. You learn some lessons, hopefully. Or if someone is making a lot of money and they're thinking, I have to recover this, then very clear there was a, you know, a lot of traffic, a lot of revenue or, or something that made them passionate about it. So that makes sense. The hard part is like maybe the middle ground where someone was putting effort into it and they're making say 200 to $2,000 a month. It could be a little bit different than that, but they're making some money and they're like, I'm kind of interested, but I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover the site. And they're like, I don't know if I should just start a new one. So, and I don't know what the answer is to that. I mean, people will have to go through like a decision matrix and figure out like what they want to do with their time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know, like where it's, it's kind of doing pretty good, but not awesome. And yeah. And any other thoughts on that for people in that middle ground? So, so I had that situation back in like 2010, 11, uh, when those, my first sites were hit. So I basically then I thought that I, I lost interest in them. I stopped like working on them. I, I thought that I would create something better. But, and those sites were running. I think one of them was running for five or seven more years and was still bringing me some money. But I simply thought that there is no use. I want to create some something better. So I would say if you are like kind of, hesitating you're not sure if this is something you want to invest your time i would i would think about buying or building a new site that you will be passionate about and that you maybe will create uh, in a more heart aligned way mm -hmm. depending on of course the topic and right. what what you really want, like want to create and i think you know everyone gets impacted by uh, the sunk cost of whatever project they worked on. So they're like, ah, oh, I put in, you know, so much money and so much time. Like I hate to just walk away. And then you end up with like a, you know, just a scattering of different projects that you've worked on in different stages of completeness and, you know, slowly decline, declining. And I mean, I've done that and, you know, now I'm a little bit better, but it's still very hard to walk away from something that you worked on. But, you know, I'll just stop working on a project and I'll end up with more free time. And it, you know, it's hard to yeah. do, but you like when you have the free time and you're like, oh, there's a, there was a big opportunity cost in spending, you know, even a small amount of time, but you're still thinking about an old project. So if you can just drop it and move on to something better, like you'll probably have more energy to work on whatever the new project is. So. Yes, okay. and usually new opportunities will appear once you kind of let those old things go. <laughs> yeah, cool. So we went through a lot of stuff stuff here. I, I want to go back and make sure there's no other steps or you know things to do after um, an update to try to recover your site. So we we covered like the broad things, a lot of work, do some analysis. You're going to have to you know make a lot of changes potentially. Um, anything else that you should do maybe to see if it's like working or if it's effective or anything like that? I would recommend depending on no matter whether you've been impacted negatively, positively, or you haven't been impacted, I would still 
always try make sure that you are really have the SEO fundamentals, basics, SEO basics right on your site. Because I, I audit a lot of sites and very, very often in most of them, I see like fundamentals are not right. And even in, and with just correcting those fundamental SEO rules, mistakes, the sites usually can gain a lot, even without, without uh, a core update happening. So there is a lot of room for improvement in that respect, almost always, unless you're an SEO, most sites will have the, such areas that can be improved. Cool. All right. Well, any other broad thoughts around uh, core updates or, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll ask this question, even though it's a tough one to answer. Is there a way for people to stay, you know, totally safe from core updates or any algorithm update, whether it's um, helpful content, a product review, whatever? Can people like just not be impacted by these updates? Uh, I would say that's not possible. Any site can be impacted. You can, of course, try to do your best and uh, stay like uh, stay compliant with Google guide guidelines. Do not do anything like super, super mischievous. But one thing you can do is you can diversify your your traffic. So of course you you have traffic from Google which can be impacted. But it's I think at the same time important to, for example, build your list of subscribers, build your list of subscribers on YouTube, newsletter, YouTube, other channels. So in case something happens, you still have those people who will be like listening to you. You can, if you have this audience, you can create a new site and announce the new site to them. Or so I would say different channels. And if you have time, a few sites. So if something happens to one site, you have like another site that can, that can still continue. It's like having only job as your only income. The job can finish like a core update and you can maybe like uh, lost with, with any, with nothing, but if you have like this this stream of income, that, 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 then you are like more secure. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I don't know if a way to not get impacted by a core update, except not have a website. <laughs> that, that's the only yeah. way. I think it'd be funny <laughs> if somehow like one of uh, Google's sites or properties got impacted by one of the core, like one of the updates and they were like, oh yeah, we, <laughs> We're going to change that and make sure uh, our site comes through. I don't know what that would be, but that would be pretty funny. So, but yeah, I would have to, yeah, that, that would be interesting. I would, I would like to see like maybe somewhere because like Google people from Google claim that they don't have like any possibility of changing the results, uh, like switching things manually. That's, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? All right, cool. Well, this has been very informative. If people have questions, if you're on the podcast side, you can shoot me an email feedback at doug.show or you could you know, reach out to Olga directly. If you're over on the YouTube side, you could ask in uh, the comments there. I know uh, you'll probably be looking at comments over on YouTube, right, Olga? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I will. And where can people find you? Where should they go? So I think the best place is my website, seoslide.com. I'm also quite active on Twitter, which is at Olga Zarzeczna. You probably won't be able to <laughs> write that down, but Tag will take care of that in the notes. Or I'm also on, on LinkedIn, so you can add me on LinkedIn as well. All right. 
Awesome. Well, we'll catch up soon. And um, yeah, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me.